Only a 12th level intellect has the slightest hope of surviving what you are about to experience. Start recording more trivia Tuesdays before we do the podcast as a habit. Yeah, because you already have the microphone set up and stuff. True. Yeah, it's very convenient for you. Uh huh. But but like I'm always you're having to wait for me to write them or you have to write more or whatever. When uh, you should just make some up off the top of your head, like uh, Bruce Bruce Wayne. His one time he had a brown coat. Do you remember that? Yeah. Look here it is. <laughs> and then that's a whole minute right there. One that's time funny. he wore a turtleneck. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. When he watched uh, It's a Wonderful Life with Dick Grayson in his house, he wore a turtleneck. That's actually kind of, that's true. So that's a good, <laughs> I think that's the only time we see him wearing that. Um, but yeah, I should do like a bat One suit. time he wore a black suit with a red tie. <laughs> the right. other time he wore a, bat, a blue bat tie. conundrum video, but with uh, Bruce Wayne Bruce suit Wayne's conundrum. suits. <laughs> It'll get 60,000 views just like the other one. I mean, he does always in like new Batman adventures on, he just always wears uh a black suit with a red tie, like nothing else. Unless mm-hmm. he's at like a fancy party, then he wears a little bow tie. Oh, right. And then I, could yeah. be like, I could get really so. angry and be like, yeah, in Maid of Honor, he wears like a white button up. The hell? And then Where Star- did that come Star- from? Starcross, he's got a leather jacket <laughs> oh, and khaki pants. Yeah, but he steals that off of the clothing rack. <laughs> Is he stealing all these clothes off clothing racks? Or, Fan theory confirmed. I, I think it's the same <laughs> suit uh, viewed through a different lens, you know? <laughs> right it's just artistic interpretation yeah <laughs> well yeah, get tim get tim levins on here to <laughs> confirm these, that uh, <laughs> these are those 12th level intellects sort of questions you know <laughs> it sure is you know i realized i forgot last time to say that my name is james strecker and your name is ted kendrick I'll so do, whoever listened you, to the sir. last podcast episode no one knows who we are yeah sorry <laughs> But uh, I'll say it this time. Uh, my name is James Strecker, and this is Ted Kendrick right here. Uh, hello, next, hello. Next to me in real space. Uh, not really. Um, <laughs> this is a week with the Weekly Geekly podcast hosted by the Watchtower Database. Uh, Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> do you uh, do you want to uh, keep calling it that, or do you want to? <laughs> we can call it whatever we want. We okay. can call it you're, the. You're um, right. We the can do whatever DCAU we want. DCU Compendium. <laughs> yeah we can call it small water bottle that's sitting on my desk do you like that i suppose do you want to talk about some news uh no i'd rather people just continue to listen to me gurgle water okay. but you can go ahead if you'd wish sure i'll start with good news we'll do good news bad news okay i'll, I'll do okay. a good news bad news sandwich i think okay okay <laughs> is there something in the middle or is there just those are it's just two pieces it's, of bread. it's gonna be two pieces of good news sandwiched by a bad news okay okay <laughs> that's only fair wait wait what so there's okay so there's well, not there's nothing and then there's bad news and then there's two good news do no you, two, do you remember when we started nothing. this podcast i was like fan uh-huh. theories are like hot dogs sure so good news bad news sandwiches okay that's anyway, here's here's related. the good news. Yes. Here's the good news. <laughs> BTAS is going to the DC Universe app it in is. high definition. So that's for the first the first two seasons though. For the first only, two I seasons, think. you're right. Yeah. <laughs> but that just means season three and four are on their way. Yeah. You know? That's they're they're coming. 
And then um, another DC related thing with that is they're doing the exclusive um, Justice League Animated Series action figures from DC Collectibles. They're going to yeah, be yeah. available in purchase only through that app. So yeah, we talked a little bit about that last time, where like the John Jones one was. Oh yeah, it was like, leaked early. Sort of leaked, and then oh, never mind. We're not making those. What are you talking about? And then like they come come <laughs> out as a full set in this, yeah. which is cool. Um, does that mean now we have? BTAS Batman, New Batman Adventures Batman, and Justice League Batman in that same like multi articulated style, I think. Yeah, I think it uh, would. Yeah. So, and yeah, we already cool. have Old Man Batman and Batman Beyond. Yeah, here, right. Yeah. So now we just got to get the multi articulated, uh, hard as nails Batman with extra trunks highlight <laughs> and uh, Mystery of the Batwoman Batman with black belt. I'm uh, still waiting and... for. Um... <laughs> Batman, heart attack Batman, hangs up the cowl Batman from (laughs) Rebirth. Heart attack Batman (laughs) with heart attack action. (laughs) He'll stop the, oh, God, what's happening to him? Oh, geez. Like the narrator on the commercial. Are you okay, dude? (laughs) That's a good segue to my next piece of news. All respect intended to Steve Ditko, who passed away recently. That's a horrible segue. That's not a horrible. Yeah, that's terrible. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. He's a a comic book book legend. And he uh, was a really big force for the DCAU. Like, the DCAU Mm -hmm. paid homage to tons of characters that he worked on. Yeah. Particularly the Creeper who was in the new Batman Adventures episode, Beware the Creeper. Um, and Justice League Unlimited had so many of his characters on the lineup, like Captain Adam, he was a co-creator, and mm-hmm. uh, Hawk and Dove, and most noticeably, The the Question. Yes. So, yeah. I was like thinking at first you were going to not say The Question. I was Saving like, uh, the best for last. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, he al- the also, yeah, there's several, like, uh, like in the last jlu episode you know, everyone's running down the stairs and they kind of group the characters into like yeah. oh these were in the seven soldiers of victory and these were in this thing and like, it's like justice league detroit Dicko. yeah the, yeah all the dicko characters come around and yeah. it's like there's no other reason why the creeper and the question and <laughs> right, hawk and dove would yeah. fly up together yeah yeah Oh, and they they also like when the creeper is finding his grabbing all his costume pieces out of the shop uh in Beware the Creeper, I'm pretty sure there's like a question, like mannequin. There is. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah. And the shop, cool. the shop is called Ditko's something. Oh, uh, so yeah, yeah. It's even named so, after. So, yeah. That's a pretty sad uh, thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and like he was also yeah. the co creator of Spider Man that mm-hmm. I should have loved with that, maybe, but it wasn't <laughs> yeah. DCAU related. Still... Yeah, people turned it off a while ago. So. <laughs> You're only like three minutes in at this point. Oh, yeah, um, sure. Okay. But the, uh, uh, oh, yeah, your uh, your heart attack Batman reminded me that someone pointed out to us recently that they're on the bat suit uh, video in a comment that uh, when uh, when they were releasing action figures for Mask of the Phantasm, uh, there's one called Retro Batman. Yeah, and it's like the the first bat suit like that we see him put on in the mm-hmm. in the cave. It sequence. had longer ears and um, didn't have the yellow oval. Yeah, the little little tiny just bat on his chest, um, which I I never knew that because I never had those as a kid and I haven't ever gone back and collected them. But that's pretty cool that yeah. they at least acknowledged it. Like, I, yeah, I knew that. I didn't thing. have the toy, but I knew that existed. Yeah, that was cool. At the same time, that's the same uh, Kenner <laughs> company that released just the Phantasm 
unmasked action figure that's just like spoilers uh it's, it's, a, a, it's, it's a woman it's, a it's the woman with the red <laughs> yeah. hair when when you see the they movie. certainly did not hashtag keep phantasm a secret i'll tell you what no but you okay should. so uh that was two uh, you got you got yeah. some news yeah, there's a uh, there's a Teen Titans Go mobile game. Uh, it's really exciting. Uh, <laughs> Have you been playing it? No, <laughs> I don't think it has come out yet. Uh, oh. But it is going to soon. It's Teen Titans Go Figure uh, is the name, and I can't figure out exactly. I can't figure out exactly what uh, it is. More more like Teen Titans goes to the polls. Am I right? Do you, no. re- do you remember that um, Hillary Clinton joke? <laughs> she was saying that did, about Pokemon Go. She was more like oh. Pokemon Go to the polls. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That worked out really well for her. Um, so anyway, <laughs> there's a... Uh, she didn't catch them all. There, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's... There's uh it's it looks like it's like a fighting game, uh like a Mortal Kombat kind of thing, but very, you know, goofy and Teen Titans Go-ish. So there's just a lot of like... It's like that Justice League action scene with Toy Man that you've seen before, probably where, uh, like, he has them controlled uh, and they have to fight each other in like a very like, it's a parody of that of fighting games. Sure, um, like Street Fighter or yeah. whatever. But the commercials weird, bec- or like the ad is weird for it because it looks like, like it's it's being narrated by Teen Titan or by Scott Minville Robin and how he's like explaining the game and stuff but the only player only characters they show you being able to play is like justice league characters like green lantern batman superman wonder woman and so i'm just like what is this (laughs) is this a teen titans game or what Uh, like i mean are they do they know that you're only going to care about playing as the justice league characters is that why they're showing them in the Uh, commercial (laughs) i don't know like that's my hunch anyway. Yeah, but that's know. not a that's not super important. It doesn't really matter. That's a Jimmy um, Kimmel Batman, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't know if he'll actually be in the game, or <laughs> if anyone is in the game really. Um, but we also got a f- our first official Shazam still. This I saw morning. that. Yeah. Uh, it's them like standing outside a grocery store drinking soda pop. Do you think and, that's uh, uh, the Shazam and Billy next to each other? Yeah, I think so. That's just kind of weird. Like it that would never happen sense. in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> unless maybe it was it's like, just like a poster a, or a visual depiction of like how yeah. they talked, how their brains talked to each other. Even though that would be kind of cool. But they're like not supposed to be different people. Right. Yeah. Like it's not like a firestorm where he hears him in yeah. his head or something. It's that like, would be kind of a neat way to show it, though. Is like occasionally we see Billy. Uh, argue like next next self? to him well no i'm thinking like they're they're always doing the same actions like they're always uh-huh. doing the same thing and but the audience like sees billy so that we're reminded that it's a little kid and then but no one else can see billy kind of right thing. right um but yeah. it is funny that they're drinking soda like it clearly says like cola on the box he's holding uh which Billy could very easily get away with getting beer if he wanted, <laughs> but he just chooses not to, which I think is kind of a cool little character thing. That's true. So, yeah. Yeah. So that was neat. That's all I have. Cool. Um, <laughs> my last thing I was going to mention, Joaquin Phoenix, the Joker movie that he's right. going to be in, got the green light yesterday. All, I mean, not that our viewers yeah. know which day this is, but, but it has the green light. <laughs> yeah. It's happening. Yeah, which it. I didn't think it wasn't, so that's why I was a little like, I guess yeah, I know. now it's official, but, though. Yeah. So, okay, that's cool. Well, when, I think yeah. it's scheduled for production as well. Like, I think it's shooting this November, as early as then. 
I stopped paying attention a long time ago to any of these DC movies until we see like a trailer. Yeah. Uh, like like not knowing whether they're happening. So I don't know if maybe this has happened with something else already where like Birds of Prey got greenlit or something and then we just haven't seen anything from it. I think it. all the like, ones that got greenlit have been going into production. Like it's, okay. you know, I can't really think of anything that's been like, like when they announce a date, like this movie is going to be shot at this time. I haven't mm-hmm. seen DC go back on that. Yet, yeah, although okay. they've announced a bunch of names for movies that never had shooting dates. So, so Aquaman will come out before this. Wonder Woman 84 will come out before this. And then, yeah. as far as we know, this is the next one, I think. Oh, no, Captain Marvel or like Flash Shazam, point. Whatever, I guess. Yeah, Shazam is coming after or sometime in between Wonder Woman. and It might be after Aquaman. I don't know. Yeah, I was thinking it might be before Wonder Woman yeah. just because we're already seeing so many things about it and Wonder Woman is just starting shooting and stuff. So I think we see Suicide Squad 2 uh, sooner than later. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we see uh, Flashpoint close to that. I'd like to see Justice League sometime. I hope they come out with that movie. Eventually. I think Flashpoint is going to be the Justice League <laughs> sequel. I think it's going to be them. <laughs> I know, yeah. I'd like to see a Justice League movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, that'd be that'd be cool someday maybe. Um, well, today we. <laughs> do you have anything else to no, news? That's all the news? news. Okay, today that's we all. have a pretty cool little interview uh, with Matthew Valencia. He voiced Tim Drake on a New Batman Adventures, and uh, I don't know how to transition. You'll have to give me a sound effect here, Ted. I don't oh, know. you know how it goes. So, uh, hey everyone, welcome back to another Watchtower Database exclusive interview. Today we are honored to have with us uh, DCAU voice actor Matthew Valencia, who voiced the second Robin, Tim Drake, uh, throughout the new Batman Adventures, as well as Superman the Animated Series and Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Uh, We're very excited to have you here today, Matthew. Thank you so much for being on the show with us. No problem whatsoever. It's my pleasure. So we'll we'll get into plenty of Robin-related questions in just a minute, but we wanted to take a minute and first ask about your life, uh, where you grew up, uh, where you went to school, how you got into acting, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I I was actually born in Fontana, California, uh, living there until about three years of age. My dad moved us to Diamond Bar, Uh, went to... Uh, you know, elementary school, middle school, and high school right here in, in Diamond Bar, California, and uh, actually got into acting at 18 months of age. My grandmother entered me into wow. a baby contest, and I, I won. Uh, and as a result of, <laughs> yeah, I was uh, a voted most beautiful baby of St. Gabriel Valley. <laughs> wow. That's pretty much the highest honor. you got. Oh, of course. Any 14-month-old can, can achieve his, his most beautiful baby. But, I mean, all babies are cute, but I got the trophy to prove it. Nice. That's um, great. Yeah, and as a result of that, um, a couple producers approached my grandmother and asked me if I wanted to be in a David Letterman skit. Um, they did me as, like, baby Al Capone, where they did the mouth dub over. <laughs> and then it just kind of kicked off from there. I, I went from doing that to, like, McDonald's commercial and Nordstrom's, M&M's, stuff like that. And uh, just kind of kept going with it all throughout school. So who would have known? Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I grew up, you know, Ted and I both grew up watching, you know, Batman the Animated Series and those shows. And, you know, so of course your Robin is our first introduction to you. And uh, yeah, I would never would have thought, oh yeah, this kid probably won Most Beautiful Baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, little, little known origin story there. 
Yeah. So did you go to, you didn't have to probably like go to any like acting college or anything like that. It just kind of dumped in your lap, I suppose. Yeah, really. It was a luck of the draw at, at that particular time. Uh, I did go to, you know, certain acting schools and acting classes, but uh-huh. nothing, um, you know, after like high school or anything like that. Gotcha. Okay. Did you have a favorite superhero as a kid or like know anything about comics really before being on the Batman show or did it just uh, oh. that was your first introduction? No way. My my mom got me started on Batman when <laughs> I was really young. Uh, she gave me um, a record of, you know, the Batman adventures, like his origin story. Parents murdered at the theater. Bat flew in the window and he was like, oh, I'm going to be Batman. <laughs> so, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I grew up listening to that, and she was a, a, a big fan of the, the Adam West TV show, so we watched that a lot. I got into Batman comics really early on. I watched the um, the animated series when it was on TV, and then when I got the call to audition to be Robin, you know, I was like, I've got to get this part. It's yeah, uh, <laughs> this, this is my destiny. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, so I mean, you didn't get to be Batman, but I guess you're the next best thing. <laughs> so, right, old... yeah, Batman, Batman, and Robin. How old were you when you became Robin? When you got the part? I actually got the part on my 13th birthday, uh, oh, December wow. 12th, 1996. They called me up and they're like, "Hey, you've got the part. Come on in for recording." Uh, so it was probably the greatest birthday present that a 13 year old could possibly <laughs> yeah. receive. That's awesome. And I think Robin was 13, too. So there's kind of that synchronicity between your age and his age. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was really easy to connect with that character because, uh, nice. you know, you just kind of put yourself into it. And you're like, this is how I would be if I was Robin. <laughs> Did you ever brag to your uh, school classmates that you were Robin? Did they believe you the first time you said it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't have to brag. I had, a, a, you know, some friends that went to the school and every opportunity they bring it up they you know we just sit there at lunch and they you know my friends would just pop up and be like hey this guy's robin by the way nice. and, uh, <laughs> you know i didn't really have to do much uh self-bragging because i had a, a a whole hype team at my school <laughs> yeah <laughs> so they were all fans of the show and watched you every other week and everything <laughs> oh yeah yeah you know it's uh I, and i was a fan of the show too so i'd go in i'd record it and then i'd go home and watch it and it was just <laughs> it was great Yep, that was my habit too. It was uh, make sure the tape's recording so when I get back from school 15 yeah. minutes after it started, I can start it over. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Exactly. So you had talked about you've done, you did a bunch of commercial work, you're on Letterman and stuff like that. Your first like IMDb credited acting role is uh, the movie Midnight Runaround in 1994 when you were 11. Um, did that feel like a actual like big movie set or was it kind of more of a, a low, like a smaller production? Well, my part on that was actually really small. It was right. filled in a, a small suburb somewhere. And, and my part was literally just uh, reckless teen on the street throwing yeah, I think, I think you're credited into as a trash kid number can. one or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that wasn't, that wasn't really my first foray into the movie scene. Uh-huh. Um, I've been an extra on, on other stuff before big production sets. And the the one time, or my first real introduction to a set set was on Lawnmower Man 2. <laughs> that was uh, that was the big production. We were on the back lot. They had the whole scene, you know, uh, set yeah. up like a kind of a post-apocalyptic uh, Los Angeles scenescape. It was, that was really cool. 
Is there a particular time you voiced Tim Drake that you enjoyed more than others? Like any specific episodes you remember? Uh, actually, yeah. Um, the very first episode was definitely a surreal experience because when we record, we don't record it separately. The entire cast was there. Right. So I got to see Kevin and Tara and you know Ron Perlman, uh, and these are all people that, you know from not only my past but. You know, my mom's favorite TV shows, like she watched the Ron Perlman Beauty and the Beast when, when I was really young. So mm-hmm. I was like, I know that guy. <laughs> and of course, now the first person that I see was Mark Hamill. And as a fan of Star Wars, I just, I completely lost my mind. Right. Of course. <laughs> I believe so it. I, I, liked, I liked doing that episode. Um, the other episode that I really liked doing was Growing Paint. Because it was a very Robin-centric episode. Yeah. And we actually won an Emmy for that episode. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. It's it's a great one. Yeah, it is. One of the best of the series. I was going to ask, on uh, you on Twitter, you talked about uh, your experience meeting Mark Hamill uh, a little more, like, in-depth. Would you mind walking us through, uh, like, that that scene? Yeah, definitely. Um, It was the the first recording. Uh, We... My mom took me down to the studios. We walked inside, and we went into the, the green room. And Paul Dini and Bruce Tim were already inside and sitting at the table. Uh, I met Andrea Romano, the voice director, at the door. She walked us in. She introduced us. She's like, these are the writers, Paul Dini and Bruce Tim. I was like, you know, the names were ringing a bell in my head. But mm-hmm. I was so, I guess, <laughs> you know, nervous for my first day of work that it didn't quite register that, you know, how big these two people were in the Batman world. And then by the time it clicked, uh, Mark Hamill had walked into the green room. And I, I just turned to my mom and I started tugging on the, you know, the sleeve of her blouse. And I was just like, Mom, it's, it's like Skywalker. <laughs> and she was like, I know, I know, calm down. <laughs> All right. Nice. Oh. <laughs> so I just, I, I just couldn't get over the fact that Luke Skywalker was sitting right there. And, you know, Andrea introduced, she said, hey, Mark, this is Matthew. Uh, Matthew Mark Hamill and I was like Luke Skywalker <laughs> and he was like hey how you doing and then he sat down next to uh, Paul and Br- uh, Bruce and he was just having a conversation with them and then you know other people were coming in I think uh, Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. walked in and my mom turned around she was like oh my god it's Ephraim Zimbalist <laughs> <laughs> so I was like Bob it's alright calm down <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, and then you know more people were arriving you know we were just kind of being introduced on a first name basis and then we all got to go, you know, into the studio. So we're all sitting there in the studio, and we all do a quick run-through of the, the scene that, or the, the episode that we're going to play that day. And I'm sitting between Mark Hamill and Tara Strong. Um, I just, you know, as a 13-year-old, right. between Batgirl and the Joker, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to just... You know, That's like I said, lose your mind. Yeah. <laughs> so um, they, uh, Andrea goes through and she introduces all of the characters or the, the actors and the characters that we're going to be playing. And then we do a quick run through of the episode. So we do one by one. We all do our lines. And she's like, great. That was a great run through. Let's start the recording. So as she walks out of the booth and into the, the recording area, uh, Mark Hamill turns to me and he goes, I didn't know you were the new Robin. Just welcome to the show. Nice. And I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, he seems like a very nice, inviting guy from everything I've seen, like oh, candid he, recordings. Yeah, he was so nice, and we got we got to talking, 
And, you know, I, I learned about, you know, all his life and his, his outside of acting and he, how he was, uh, he wrote his own comic book. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. you know, it's just, and he was more than helpful anytime I, I needed a question or, or, or help with a particular line. All of them were Mark and, and uh, Tara. They were just, they were more than willing to help me get through this experience because they're, they're pros. For sure. And you got to work a little bit with Lauren Lester, too, who performed uh, Robin Dick Grayson on the original Batman, the animated series, and graduated into the Nightwing role for the new Batman Adventures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you ever feel like your performance uh, was sort of like you're trying to live up to the legend, or were you able to carve your own uh, voice into this new Robin? Uh, well, they're, they're two different characters, you know, and and I think that helped separate the the... Um, the experience because you know Lauren had his way of, of portraying Robin and and this was kind of a revamping and uh, oh, sure. a, a new mm-hmm. and it, it really helped that Warner Brothers had picked up the series from Fox because it was kind of like hey we get to go in a whole new direction with this and it, you know I definitely looked up to him and and it, it appreciated what he did in his role as Robin. Now he's Nightwing, and I can pick up the role and run with it. Yeah, and the right. two of you had great chemistry together too. Like the episode "Old Wounds," um, where you're up on the rooftop, and yeah, it was a great exchange between the characters. Oh, yeah. Ryan, I mean, even he was playing a you know 18 or 19 year old Robin when you like a college aged Robin, uh, and you mm-hmm. got more of the middle school aged Robin. So. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So we do a lot of kind of in-depth DC animated universe videos on our channel. You've seen a couple of them when we tag you in them on Twitter, (laughs) and uh, Mm -hmm. we, you know, so we're we're really uh, probably overly nitpicky about about these shows. But in in doing so, uh, you know, we've come across the fact that uh, like Tim, the character of Tim Drake, uh, in many other projects in set in the same universe, uh, has been voiced by several other actors like Eli Marenthal in the Mystery of the Batwoman movie. Um, he's Shane Sweet in Static Shock. And even the Teen Titans uh, Robin voice actor Scott Menville uh, voiced him in the Rise of Sinzu video game. Do you have any idea if there was a reason uh, why WB didn't approach you for these? Or were you just not available? Or do you have any clue? <laughs> actually, actually, yeah. It was a, it was really a, a kind of an internal change at my acting agency. Oh, okay. Turns out Warner Brothers and Andrea did contact my agent to see if I'd be interesting, interested in, in reprising the role as Robin, but she never relayed that message on to me because she had been, uh, I guess, transitioned to another area of the department. Oh, so that message kind of went just unanswered. And the new agent that they assigned to me had no idea anything about it. So, you know, the role went to somebody else, and I got to continue high school as a normal kid <laughs> <laughs> so pretty much like just internal drama i guess is the reasoning yeah I don't, even, I don't even know if it was drama i just it was kind of just you know one of those you know loose emails that kind of went uh, out yeah okay somebody didn't flag it and forward it sure. uh but the, the, the message did go out because i did contact somebody you know a few months after and i was like hey i heard <laughs> that somebody else got the robin role what's up with that <laughs> And they were like, yeah, you never answered our call. 
<laughs> well, at least yeah. you didn't have to. You didn't like. Oh, I'm gonna watch Static Shock today, and then just wait a second. <laughs> That's not me. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I knew going into it, and I did actually uh, enjoy watching Static Shock. That was a that was a fun show to watch. Yeah, for sure. Well, do you ever see any of your other old Batman castmates around? Like, have you run into anybody lately, or do you hang out with anyone? Not, not really. Uh, I kind of retired from the the acting world after high school. Um, I had big plans to, you know, uh, go to art school, learn how to animate, um, create my own cartoon, star in it. But I, it, once I was there, it turns out that wasn't for me. So I kind of turned the opposite direction and just uh, got into the, the regular old workforce. Gotcha. What do you, what do, you do these days? Uh, right now, I'm actually a software developer for the county of Los Angeles. Oh, well, that's uh, nice. in character for Tim Drake, then. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's very true. Yeah, kind of. You know, still still serving the public and, and using his computer skills for the greater good, I guess. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so in the uh, Superman episode, Nighttime, that's the one where uh, Superman has to disguise himself as Batman. Um, he right. uses his, like, he uses a superpower we never see him use again, ever, uh, where he alters his vocal cords to sound like Kevin Conroy, Batman. Um, but he also mimics Robin for a second, which means you technically voice Superman in the DCAE. <laughs> uh, was, was recording for that episode any different than recording for Batman or is it all the same, you know, it's the same producers and everything. So, yeah, I mean, it was exactly the same. We all came in and, and, uh, you know, got to work together. Uh, I still remember the line I did as Superman voicing <laughs> Robin. It was, plus I had a pretty good ear. Yep. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's I, I need to put that on my resume then. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> also voice Superman as one episode. <laughs> when Batman Beyond first aired, which was a continuation of the new Batman adventures, uh, a lot of fans were upset that the future didn't plan out as having either the Robins take over the mantle of Batman. Instead, there was a new character, Terry McGinnis. Did you sort of have a stake in that game? Like, do you wish that Tim Drake had graduated to, to become the new Batman? As he has in some other alternate futures that we've seen in the comic books. Well, yeah, I mean, it would be it would be cool to see, you know, Robin, you know, don the mantle and whatnot. But, uh, you know, other people have, have also uh, dressed up as Batman or taken over the Batman role. Uh, if you watch the or read any of the, the comic or, or uh, novels, uh, in the Batman universe, you know, Azrael, he comes in, he takes over Batman for a while. Mm -hmm. That's right. Uh, Dick, Tim, even Alfred at one point. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it would have been, it would have been cool to see, you know, Robin kind of take on the Batman role, but I, I really liked, uh, Terry McGinnis as, as the character himself. And, uh, the whole, the whole Batman Beyond, um, series, I, I, as a kid, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and I mean, having that series come out, you know, maybe a couple years after New Batman Adventures, I guess they might not have cast you at the time because you still would have been like 15, 16 years old. So, because uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they recast Barbara Gordon with uh, with a new older voice actress and things like that. But uh, maybe, you know, if it had come out today, maybe they would return to you. <laughs> hey, you want to do it? <laughs> right. Any any of the voice actors who have have done it, I really I really like Matthew Mercer's work as Robin, um, you know, in the Arkham series. So he mm -hmm. he, he, did, he did a great job. Yeah, for sure. And that's the Tim Drake version as well. Yeah, in, in those games. Mm -hmm. So keeping on that Batman Beyond uh, train of thought, 
uh, we wanted to get a, if you care at all, we wanted to get a personal opinion from you about the Return of the Joker movie. Um, there's two different versions, as I'm sure you're aware. There's a, an, a censored version and the uncut version uh, due to uh, like a recent shooting that caused Warner Brothers to censor the movie. And uh, because of that, there's technically two different deaths for the Joker. Um, and we were curious if you had a personal favorite version or in your head, like, you know, what really happened kind of a thing. <laughs> Actually, uh, before we even got to shooting it, there was an alternate version of the script where oh. Robin doesn't just get turned into Jay. He also gets tortured by el electrocution. Yeah. And they had to cut that out because of uh, child protection, uh, protection rights advocates. They got involved and they were like, oh, you wow. can't showing little kids getting tortured on TV. This is this is dark, even for Batman. Yeah. And so we had to go in and we had to, like, they had to go in and rewrite the whole script to kind of just gloss over that. Oh, now he's just Jay because reasons. Yeah. Yeah. So I, th I think we do get a little glimpse in, yeah. in a clip where, where Tim is electrocuted. Is that in both versions or just it's, it's just in the uncut, but yeah. Oh, okay, the... so it does still come yeah. back, but it's a split second. Yeah. Yeah, they don't linger on it. Yeah. But they, they went in depth and, you know, there was a lot of you know, Robin lines where it's just, ah, you know, screaming. Oh, and yeah. they were like, mm. yeah, you, you can't really be doing that. It's almost more horrifying just to see Batman watching a flashing screen and just gasping and you hear nothing. <laughs> right, oh, yeah. 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 Shows it all in the projection clips. Yeah. Was there ever any dialogue in those scenes? Because we learned that the Joker tortured Tim Drake into revealing all the Bat family's secrets. Was that ever something that was in the original script where we, we see the moment where Tim divulges all the information? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Okay. It's definitely important. Yeah, I just I just remember that one little bit where they're like, you know, Robin's gonna get tortured in this scene. There's gonna be a yeah. lot of screaming. I was like, mm. okay, and then they came back and they're like, yeah, that that's not gonna work out that way. Yeah. <laughs> so, so do you but, have a you know to answer your original yeah, question? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what I prefer, I I really like the the one where you know Robin kills the Joker. <laughs> Right. So, you yeah. know, uh, the, I think the other one was him. He gets thrown off a cliff or something. Uh, he gets, he gets electrocuted as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Joker gets well, electrocuted. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's the uh, edited version where Joker gets yeah. electrocuted. <laughs> um, so voice director Andrea Romano actually provided the laughing, crying sounds for Tim Drake right after the Joker's death, where he's kind of dealing with the ramifications of his actions. Did they, did they yeah. have you do that manacle laugh for, for Joker Jr.? Or were you ever given the chance? Or did they uh, just, I don't know, go with Andrea for that? No, they... They, yeah. they definitely had me try it out quite a few times. I just oh. I didn't have the acting chops to pull it off. Oh, okay. um, and I, I I threw in the towel to my everlasting shame. <laughs> oh, no. Well, we're sorry to bring oh, it I up. I still think about it to this day. Yeah, it, it haunts me. I, I'll be driving in my car, and out of nowhere, I'll just start doing the maniacal laughter into the just hideous sobbing. Like, see, I could do it now. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, That's... at thirteen, it just, I, I just, yeah. I couldn't handle it. I wanted to, I wanted to call in for backup, call Mark for inspiration, but yeah, no, well, it, was just, it was me in the recording booth by myself at that time, and they were just like, "We just need you to get this one thing," and I, I just said, I, "I, I'm sorry, I can't." And then I, I walked out with my head down and tail mm. between my legs, and Andrea was like, "All right, I got this." <laughs> so she threw on the headphones and. Threw down wow. the, the laugh and the sob, and 
every time I watch that scene, I'm just like, damn it, that could have been me. Well, here's what we'll do. We'll get uh, we'll get a HD recording of you doing it, and then I'll edit together uh, a new version of that scene. <laughs> there you go. And we'll we'll make it a reality for. You. That's that's great. Uh, I'm, on, yeah. I'm only halfway kidding about this. <laughs> yeah, another. Uh, yeah, we'll, an... we'll put it up on your channel. Right. That, exactly. That would be an exclusive. It sure would. Um, right. Another nerdy nitpick. <laughs> another nerdy nitpick from uh, Return of the Joker flashback is. Uh, Tim Drake is, like we talked about, he's 13 in uh, the new Batman Adventures, but by the time of uh, that flashback sequence, it's several years later, uh, but he looks pretty much exactly the same. <laughs> uh, we were curious if you were given any vocal direction for like the age to play him in that, or if they just said, you know, do what you normally do. Well, that's actually that's actually why I got the, the, the part, is Andrea really liked the way that, that I listened to her direction and, and yeah. the, the take that I took on the lines for our you know, our, our final call uh, in the, the interview process, um, Andrew had like me and four other kids line up for the, the part and we just one by one went through the lines and she was telling these kids how to say the line and they weren't saying it right. Luckily, I got to go laugh and I heard that they weren't <laughs> listening. I was just like, okay, do it like she says. Yeah. Like this. And then I got yeah. the, the call at home on my way. On my way home, I got, it. I got the call when I got to the house. They were like, yeah, you got the part. So. Yeah, and you only uh, have Andrew, two lines uh, in that. So. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Tim Drake never appeared on the Justice League cartoon, aside from two small voiceless background cameos, and there's an issue of the tie-in comic that features Tim Drake. Uh, it was mainly because of an embargo on the Batman characters around that time and their appearances on the Batman cartoon. But if Robin had appeared on Justice League or Justice League Unlimited, what would you have liked to see him do um, or uh, which cast would you have liked to see him interact with or maybe have his own version of the Teen Titans? Having his own version of the Teen Titans would have been great because that's, you know, more in line with what's going on in the, in the comics and, and everything else uh, in the, the DC universe. Um, mm -hmm. Interactions with the, with the Justice League, you know, I, I think the Justice League would, you know, respect his abilities, but still treat him as a kid. And that, right. that relationship wouldn't have worked out. Whereas he can come in as a leader of other teen superheroes in Teen Titans and just run the show. So that, mm -hmm. that, you know, him as a boss being as smart as he is, I think would be a better show than having him, I don't know, just be babysat by the rest of the Justice League. Right. There was yeah. a uh, unaired pilot for the Justice League cartoon that included Robin and a couple other teenage superheroes because of uh, it originally going to be on Kids WB. Uh, and uh, yeah, we had uh, Impulse, the Flash's sidekick, and uh, a, a like girl version of Cyborg, it looked like, was kind of the idea. Um, do you, so you're being at least semi familiar with the Teen Titans, do you have any. Um, you know, it, did you have aspirations at all for like, oh, if Robin got it, uh, his own Titans team, like who might else have been on the team with him? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all we all have our favorite superheroes. Um, sure. I, I I really like the the kind of makeup that they have with the uh, you know the the team cyborg and and you know, young uh, Superboy. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like the the composition that they have they have going. I, don't, I can't really think of any any characters that I would I'd be like, oh, those two have to team up. 
Oh, that's fine. You know, I just asked that as an extra question since we were talking about it, so <laughs> it's no big deal. I, I was yeah. just thinking about where because we do get a, a a drop of the Titans name in Static Shock, uh, and there's an episode with Batman that doesn't have Robin in it, and Static asks where Robin is, and Batman says that he's with the Titans, but we never see the Titans in that universe. Um, so we're making a video soon about, you know, who might have been on that team had we eventually seen them. So I just wanted to see if you had any thoughts on that, but that's fine. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, no, I hadn't, hadn't even thought about it. I, if, you know, later on today, I'll be like, oh, that guy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and I, I've always been a fan of Tim Drake in the comics, and he's got really close relationships with Superboy and Impulse and Wonder Girl, and the four of them kind of have something unique. Uh, Matthew, do you have any favorite Batman comics or storylines that you've read over the years? Yeah, there's actually I actually have two uh, novellas based on uh, on certain story arcs, and one is oh man, I can't think of it. Uh, no Man's Land, which is the mm. uh, story arc where where you know Arkham is cut off, like all the bridges are collapsed and pushed away from. Right, there was a major earthquake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, all the, it, the uh, gangsters are on one side and the you know, Arkham criminals are on the other and it's turf war. That was a really crazy story arc that I enjoyed thoroughly. Uh, the other one is uh, Nightfall, where Bane you know, breaks Batman's back and Azrael takes up the, the mantle of, of Batman. Yeah, those yeah. are a couple of great ones, yeah. They are. There's some Yeah, those, are, those are two of my personal <laughs> favorites. And of course, they're '90s stories, so they they have to be. <laughs> They've got Tim Drake. Right, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's Robin. So, if you could voice any other superhero, who would it be besides Tim Drake and, of course, Superman? <laughs> uh, uh, well, I mean, there's uh, there's actually a whole lot of lot of good actors out there, and they're 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 covering their roles really well. Right. Um, if I if I picking not just superheroes, but if I could pick any sort of cartoon, anything in the in the last Airbender series, that would have been fantastic. Oh uh, yeah, that's mm, good choice. You know, I I I love that whole series. It's definitely on the on the top five of my all time favorite TV series list. Yeah, uh, and if I could have voiced anything in there, that would have been fantastic. Uh, or anything in the in the Star Wars universe. No, that's nice. great. Yeah, they. Uh... The um, Avatar and the Korra series that comes after it are are a couple of my favorites. They're definitely ones that uh, I come back to, not as often as the DCAU, but pretty often. <laughs> so, and are you the, around the time that they were airing? You would have been right in the right age group for the same kind of char- the, those characters. So, yeah, that's great. Right, and uh, captain and voice directed by Andrea Romano as of well. Of course, so. yeah. That's probably what helps make it so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah there's, well, there's definitely a common denominator with all these great shows, and it seems yeah. to be Andrea. She, yeah. she seems to know her stuff really well. For sure. Well, I know you mentioned earlier that you're uh, pretty retired from acting, but do you have any upcoming projects or art, artistic projects of any type that you're working on you can talk about? Uh, it, was, it was just this interview, really. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this was like a kind of nice touchback to, to the acting days. Uh, right now, I'm just really into you know fatherhood and, and continuing my career with the county. Not too much uh, of the acting side, but I'm definitely getting whispers from the grandparents and uh, mm-hmm. you know friends <laughs> from the past that they'd like to see my kids kind of get into that realm. Yeah, cool. Nice. Um, it may be in their future. Who, who knows? But as far as I go, uh, oh, actually, there is one project that I am currently working on, but I don't know if I can 
talk about it too much in detail, but it is uh, an animation that, you know, it's, it's having trouble finding its place. Uh, no, no, uh, no one has uh, offered to produce it yet, but I've definitely laid down some tracks for it. So, oh, okay. Uh, maybe, maybe there might be something in the future. Now that I, now that I think about it. Okay. Well, you'll have to, we'll have to bug you about that as, as time goes on. <laughs> if it's ever announced. Yeah, as yeah. soon as it finds a, finds a home, I, uh, I might be able to talk a little bit more about it. Maybe, uh, shoot you guys a, a call okay cool yeah it's kind of that's kind of humbling to hear actually about uh that you know at just at a certain point uh like you got out i guess <laughs> uh, and you, you, you might have a handful of the the older voice actors who uh who might come to you like hey can you tell me how you did that i'm, I'm really like to stop doing that <laughs> <laughs> Um, was there anything else that you wanted to, uh, you know, uh, any memorable stories from recording or any uh, Robin anecdotes that you wanted to leave us with before we kind of wrap this up? Because I know that we got through these questions uh, a little bit faster than I expected. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, just you know, want to touch on again how how much of a great time that I that I had. Uh, you know, kind of a a dream come true for this. Yeah one particular Batman fan to actually star in the, in the series and then, and then get such a positive response from the, the fans of the series. Um, Cause you know, you hear a lot of, a lot of stories where, you know, you know, young actors, they do, they do, they do their best. They do a great job. The series is a hit. And then they just get trounced on by, you know, internet trolls and fanboys. Uh-huh. I'm just, I'm, I'm <laughs> fortunate that that hasn't happened to me. Um, I, I know I, I'd be one that would just spend all day long responding to trolls and just being like, no, you're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got him. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, I, I, just, I just got really lucky. People seem to you know, like the series. They like the character. I think being a fan helped. Yeah, I just, I, if I can give a shout out to everybody out there that, that really helped me on the series, they, thank you very much to Kevin, Mark, Tara. Um, they're all, they're all fantastic. Well, I hope they're listening to this because that would be pretty cool. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll send them a tweet. A couple of them follow me. So good, good. Um, <laughs> no, we definitely appreciate uh, any of your all your interaction with us uh, so far. Um, I was gonna say something. You brought. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Definitely when uh, when your character first appeared on the show we didn't get an origin for him till the second episode. Like the, your first appearance is just the, is the Christmas special. And so he's just suddenly there. Uh, and we have, you know, we don't know what happened to the original Robin. We have no re- idea who you are yet and never, anything. And I remember as a kid watching that episode going like, what is going on? Why is Robin so small? What's happening? And uh, <laughs> so I, I know that at the time, I'm sure there were probably people um that were kind of off put by it until they found out you know what's going on um and then and it kind of goes more in line with because you know at the time i had no idea batman had had multiple robins in the comics and any other source material like that um right so i'm sure that the lack of internet uh as big as it is now social media and all that stuff uh helped to kind of keep that a little under control <laughs> that you know people were <laughs> freaking out so yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. It actually, it actually really bothers me to this day that that it's like, oh yeah, Robin's there. He's got you know a part in this this episode, and then his origin story comes 
in the second episode. So yeah. <laughs> even when I'm I'm replaying the the shows for my kids, I or we're just watching it personally. <laughs> um, I will always play my origin story first. <laughs> good, then good, I'll good. get back to the holiday <laughs> special, and nice. then it goes from there. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> most of most of Batman the Animated Series is out of order chronologically. We're finding as we're trying to timeline everything, and <laughs> it's not it's not an easy task in some cases. So, but that's yeah. funny to hear that you do that. Yeah, yeah, more power to you finding out you know how old <laughs> Tim Drake is and how where he falls on the timeline because it's it's confusing as hell sometimes. Yeah, I do have to mention our uh, before we leave um, a couple things. One was uh, our your yours and my first. Uh, Twitter interaction. It was a few months ago when uh, you posted some Robin related thing. I can't remember, or you commented on our video or something like that. And I, uh, I said, you know, something about like, oh, it's okay. Uh, you know, someday you'll grow up to be Dean Stockwell and everything will be fine. And then you replied with a gif, <laughs> a gif of, uh, you know, I don't understand the reference or something. Like that. <laughs> and I, and I, yeah, I, I came, yeah, <laughs> like, oh no, it's this. And you're like, oh, now I understand the reference. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a still shot from Arrested Development. Right, uh, right. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand the reference and I won't respond to it. I, I was actually at <laughs> right. work going to a meeting when I, I got the, the conversation. I was like, oh, I don't got time for this. So I went back and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, those very applicable GIF responses. I think the second one was the Captain America. I understood that reference. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the other thing I got to mention is, uh, is it accurate? Is your Wikipedia accurate that you played trombone in high school marching band? Oh, yeah. I started uh, playing trombone in fifth grade, and I was actually supposed to be a drummer, but we didn't have any trombone players, and we had 13 drummers in <laughs> elementary school uh, orchestra. That seems and to be the, how it the goes. the band director yeah. was like, well, I need trombone players, so whoever switches to trombone right now, I'll throw them a pizza party. So, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, switch that. Obvious choice, right? Switch over and get free pizza. Yeah, I also played trombone in high school marching band, which is why I bring this up. <laughs> so, That's wait. awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I, I was, was a trumpet. I was a trumpet over here. Trumpet. <laughs> sure. <Yeah. laughs> it's close. It's close. Uh, brass, brass for the win, right? Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, uh, no, my, my band director was like, I, I, there was a disagreement, and I was, you know, talking back, and he was like, well, you'll never amount to anything on the trombone anyway, so good luck with that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah? And then I just kept with it, and I eventually became first chair, section leader. I was in wind ensemble, jazz band. I was in the 2001 marching uh, uh, band for the Rose Parade. Right. So nice. I've always wanted to go back and be like, hey, I never about anything. Fuck on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was rough. I think he's awesome. been retired since then, so <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I have marched the Rose Parade. Also, that's a hell of a parade. It's seven miles, something like that. It's that's pretty it's, ridiculous. <laughs> it is. I yeah, did, I did as well. Like yeah, I did it in twenty thirteen. I think maybe maybe twelve. Wait, no, that's not right. No, no, no. It was tw it was like two thousand and nine. What am yeah, I, I was saying? Gonna say, I was. I was. I am much older. <laughs> I am much older than I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, awesome. it's a it's a grueling march, and we had a, a couple of people in our in our band. Uh, they made it all the way, but as soon as it was over, they were just they were they were done. They were passed out on the grass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, cool towel over the forehead. So that was me. Yeah, we had to do. Uh, it, it was for me. It was in college, and we did. Uh, um, 
a Lady Gaga song that involved a bunch of visuals where every beat of the song you had to rotate your body a different direction. So it didn't help that it was already, you know, beaming sun, 100 degrees, (laughs) seven mile parade. (laughs) And now you also have to dance around the whole time. (laughs) And and you're in a wool uniform. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Good stuff. I I guess if anyone that's listening that's uh, uh, 12 years old, about to turn 13, you play trombone, you too can be robin if you'd like to <laughs> yes <laughs> yes that's the message well it's been uh really awesome to talk to you matthew thank you so much for being here uh it's really great to get to talk to any of the voice actors but especially ones like you that you know have been around not since the beginning but pretty close to it so <laughs> you know, even if it wasn't behind the scenes i was definitely in front of that tv watching yeah, yeah. series so i mean you know batman for life uh you know Got, got got my stuff and and getting my kids into the Batman life as well. So, nice. right, exactly. there's really not another character like it, and you're part of a really special chapter. So, congratulations and thank you for joining us. I, I appreciate it. And I appreciate you guys yeah. having me on. It's uh, a nice little uh, little uh, touch up from the past. Yeah, we'll have to get you back sometime uh, when we can kind of dive more into maybe like a specific episode or a specific character moment or something like that. It's we got to get. We should do that little Jay laughery cut. Oh yeah, we <laughs> should do the laugh and the laugh and cry. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll practice it in my car on the way to work. <laughs> sure, like you like you do every day. Yeah. Yeah, so two or three times a week max. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't harp on it or anything. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's been a pleasure, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, I'm sure. Excellent. Yeah, I'll see you around. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, we're back. Let's do the time warp again. Um, that was pretty fun, talking to him. That's Robin. He's uh, especially, Yeah, well, especially because like, he, he mentioned like, you know, he doesn't, get, he doesn't get interviewed very often, and uh, I think it was pretty – I think he had a good time talking to us, and it was, like almost the same. I'm probably not quite the same. I mean, we're not like – we didn't voice Robin, but you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> he was flattered, I guess, to be asked, um, and that, that's yeah. pretty cool. I wonder why, though, because like that people don't ask him as much. Like, I mean, well, I guess I mean he's retired, you know, um, right? From acting, but I mean, like, not so much yeah, I don't know. Anymore. You just see, oh, like Kevin Conroy, Kevin Conroy, Kevin Conroy. Oh my God! But Kevin Conroy is also stuck with the role of Batman for yeah, yeah. so much longer, and. Um, We've had a couple different Robins since then, but that's how it goes. Yeah. Batman has, he just cycles through a couple different Robins. <laughs> yeah, but he just, well, I'm done with this one. Yeah. This, this one turned into a crying Joker baby. I don't care anymore. Oh. Get, get a different one. Get a different one. <laughs> Which I do really want to do that. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I do want to do that redo of the, <laughs> the laughing. That'd be a great idea. We should talk to, to him trying to yeah. make it happen. <laughs> well, cool. Do you want to talk about comic relief now? I I guess so. I I think we need the little song to get to get in. <laughs> I, I always it. forget it. <laughs> Here's your comics to get relieved. <laughs> it slightly changes every time. Every time. Get re- this time you're demanding it. Yo, get relieved. Get relieved. I didn't. I, I've read some scary comics this time actually. Oh, you know, I, I just realized. By mine. I just realized I was I was I forgot how uh, this whole podcast I've been I've I was supposed to uh, talk talking in a radio voice oh, so why? that our listeners always have uh, you know a a very uh, balanced volume to tune to and uh, we're always going to talk like this because we're on the radio. 
Okay. Uh, remember, broadcast voices. Broadcast tell. voices. So, uh, what did you read for uh, Comic Relief hmm, this well, week? For this week, brought to you by WB1015. <laughs> we, I, don't, I don't know what those numbers are. W- <laughs> KWDB K- Radio. KWDB shit. You can't say that on the air. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's the name of the station. Uh, in case this is confusing, uh, someone, multiple people, well, I wouldn't say multiple people. I'd say two people in the same thread uh, commented last time about how we... Uh, we were critiqued on our radio voices. They weren't yeah, we're professional too, we're enough. Too, we're too quiet. We don't use professional equipment, blah, blah, blah. Well, so, uh, uh, and they, and that they're never going to listen to the podcast again. So we can be assured that they're not listening to this. So, okay. Uh, All right. So moving on then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I read uh, Gideon yeah, Falls. Ted, Ted's doing uh, damage control here. <laughs> Please stop talking about this, James. If, moving if, on. If they're not listening, it doesn't matter. But I, I read Gideon Falls by Jeff Lemire. It's an image uh, horror comic that's coming out right now. Um, it's about, it's four issues deep, I think. Maybe issue five's out by now. I only have up to four. And I've only mm-hmm. read up to three, so I need to read number four. But it's a, it's a really good series so far. It reminds me of, like, Twin Peaks meets, um, I don't know, like, Fringe or, like, I don't know, some, something. <laughs> I thought you said Friends. No, Friends would be. <laughs> Twin Peaks meets Friends. Pretty great. <laughs> I'll be there. No one told you life was going to be this way. Nope. (laughs) This way being. (laughs) So there's like this guy running around who reminds me a lot of the question. He's kind of an eccentric conspiracy theorist and he's drawn to the garbage. He raffles through like all the, all the garbage and finds these weird nails and pieces of like black wood that he puts in these Mason jars. And so he's, does he have no face? He has a um like a <laughs> surgical mask, you know, so that oh, he doesn't okay. catch like any diseases or anything, which I think would be a really cool take on a modern version of the question. Would it be to yeah. put him in a surgical mask because it's like he doesn't have a a nose or a mouth, and mm-hmm. that could be a cool take. Anyway, maybe <laughs> maybe that'll happen one day, but yeah. So, so he's got all these mason jars of trash. Um, he's going to the therapist. The therapist thinks he's crazy. And she's trying to get him to tell him, like, tell her what it is he's chasing. And he has these dreams of this black barn. It's this black barn with this really creepy, like, smiling red figure, like a shadowy red Hmm. demonic face that comes out of the barn and just smiles at him. So he's having these really crazy dreams. He's starting to see the barn (laughs) just appear in random city blocks. And so he's uh, realizing he's piecing together this black barn. And then half of the other story, that's that's the A plot. There's a B plot. So he's about, finding pieces of the barn in the finding, trash from his dream. Exactly, yeah. And then someone ends Ooh. up stealing them from his uh, from his storage unit. And so he thinks he's being hunted and stuff. But that's the A plot. The B plot is there's a pastor who's moved into this like small country town. And he ends up finding the black barn in this backyard. And there's like people getting murdered. And now he's a suspect. And he has a drinking problem. So it's a really southern gothic sort of horror thing mm-hmm. situation and it's really cool i've been really what is it called it so again far. gideon falls and okay. last i heard it's been optioned into a movie or a tv show but it's mm-hmm. um yeah it's getting <clears throat> adapted so that's pretty cool yeah it sounds like a pretty uh like a good unique uh like a comic that's not you know oh, i i know of superman like i'll read the superman comic but yeah. usually whenever there's Something something uh, original, uh, 
people don't read it as much but I like I'm, that I'm a big fan of Jeff Lemire <laughs> my my comic yeah, shop yeah. knows that and so whenever Jeff Lemire comes out with a new book they always put it in my <laughs> in my box now without <laughs> me telling them to yeah. yeah so it's like sometimes I'm like okay yeah I'll try the first one and then I ended up really liking this so he's um <laughs> just he's just the writer he's joined by oh, I want to say Andre Sorrentino is that Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's the um, the collaborator that Jeff Lemire has worked on uh, for Old Man Logan with Marvel and Green Arrow for DC. And so you know, it's... I would correct you if I had any idea. I but... think I think it is Andres Sorrentino. <laughs> that... Yeah, so they've worked together before. You might be familiar with their more superhero work, but this uh-huh. is them doing a horror book, and it is really cool. That's cool. Yeah. I uh, I'm trying to remember anything that happened in the most recent uh justice league issue because that's what i read <laughs> and i know uh oh, I, i'm actually not caught up on number three oh, yet. okay okay <laughs> well i can't talk about that i can't talk about man of steel because you also you, you can talk about that. man of steel actually I, okay. i'm not worried about spoilers there well i'm only through issue five i think and then there's six of them so i'm still i'm, I'm, not, I'm actually really it. interested in what you yeah. think about it so far well it's uh i think i, I talked to you a little bit uh, off, off the air, off of the KW off the shit air radio, <laughs> <laughs> shit radio. Shit That's radio. a new name for the podcast. You can't actually. say that on uh, the air. <laughs> uh, that's uh, I talked to you a little bit about how it's um, it feels a little Spider Man-y like, and I might, that might be a placebo, uh, like a because I know it's Bendis, but uh, by Spider Man-y you mean like it's got it's sort of a world building situation your hero your secret identity and like there's yeah well it's, it's like very... a spider-man stories have always felt uh uniquely good to me because they are like oh it's about a, a guy who you know he's he's struggling with like kind of real world problems uh while he's being a superhero instead of just like superman should you know usually doesn't have that kind of a thing a uh, lot of, a lot of single guys struggle with shooting webs you know what i mean <laughs> okay <laughs> are we uh talking personal issues here Ted? um i don't wanna this isn't some shit radio we can just do <laughs> uh so anyway but yeah no, there's a lot of stuff in this uh i mean it's 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 kind of coming off <clears throat> the back of um like there's recent uh, action comics and Superman stories where you know he has a son now he's living on a farm with Lois Lane in secret and stuff like that mm-hmm. so it's it's a lot more uh, family oriented I guess but not in like a a cheesy Disney kind of way and like uh, he has to deal with yeah his son going through puberty or having like irrational reactions to things and stuff like that they are still uh, around in the man of steel series i yeah they're they're there's a weird thing going on see i haven't read the final issue so i don't know what's actually yeah and i want to say anything from what they haven't revealed it yet but every every issue there's a flashback that they add on more of the flashback and so like the whole the whole time that super the main plot is that superman's fighting this big ass guy who supposedly destroyed krypton like he caused krypton to explode and uh now he's here on earth because oh he found out superman's still alive so he's got to kill him so that all the kryptonians are dead naturally and, uh, yeah i mean it makes sense i i heard uh, that bendis is bringing a nuclear what? man from uh superman 4 into his run yeah yeah <laughs> 
Uh, he's supposed supposed. I think it's going to be in the Superman comic that'll continue after from this. probably the action comics the, run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he's writing, but gotcha. uh, so yeah, that's that's the main thing. But then in the background, like anytime someone is like, "Oh, is is, is Lois safe? Is John safe? Or like, is your family okay?" Superman just looks really worried, and then mm-hmm. we get like another little tiny piece of a flashback that keep, they keep adding on every issue. Do you can see what happened? And it's like. They're just in their house, uh, hanging out, <laughs> and then like a giant, like not giant, but like a like a shuttle kind of thing, like crashes through their house, and uh, you know they're you keep seeing like bubbles of John and Lois going like, "What's that, Dad? What is it?" and stuff like that, and then finally it reveals that it's Jarrell, and he's there to like collect. Uh, Jonathan as like you're the heir to my family and Superman's not doing a great job of like representing what the L family is supposed to be so you gotta come with me so I can train you to be mm. better than him and stuff like there's Mr. No... Oz Jor-El or like see that's I don't know see I think that you spoiled for me that that's who Mr. Oz turned out oh, to be oh you never finished reading that but I have yeah no, see sorry. I don't I don't know <laughs> no it's okay it's okay I, I think uh I, that's on me for not picking it up quicker, but like that, since I don't know what happened to get us to that point, that's I'm just so confused. I'm like, why is Jarrell yeah. here? Does Are this they going version to explain of Jor-El, why he's alive and stuff? But, yeah. Does he have like a white mohawk and like a scar over his eye? Yeah, his eye is gone. Yeah, okay, and he's in like a green costume. Then yeah. this is probably the same version. Okay, so it's like it. That's good to know that that's what it is because I I've been so confused. <laughs> they have no explanation for what like we're supposed you, to get in think... Doomsday Clock, but yeah. you know what? I don't. I'm not so sure about that anymore. Yeah. But you never know. I think the next two issues. So we're on. We just had issue five, like not too long ago. Six is coming mm-hmm. soon. Six, I think, is going to give us a lot of Joker info. Yeah. Uh, I hope. And seven is supposed to be all Doctor Manhattan. So answers. Hopefully soon yeah. in that. Because I, I always I assumed that Mr. Oz would be Ozymandias. I think everybody else assumed that, too. It was a too. little too obvious, um, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, so, I, I mean, it, does that mean that that's not connected at all to the Watchmen stuff? It's just a, a, a Superman-only part of the universe? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, is, is, Doc, is Mr. Oz being... Uh, is it Mr. Oz or Dr. Oz? Um, Mr. I, Oz. I don't know. Mr. Oz. Because I'm <laughs> still Oz, expecting old... them to reveal that it's Roz M. When you look at it backwards, Mr. Oz, oh, Roz right. M yeah, is yeah. like Kryptonian. Who's, who like, <laughs> right, okay. It's a lot like how Hush um, like basically molded his skin to look like Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Roz M like looks mm-hmm. like Jarrell in a, a really similar copycat thing. Yeah. But so like that's the only time I wish that they do they had done one of the things of like, you know, when you have a little caption box. I talked about this with um, uh, uh, Forever Evil Blight. Like every issue, they're like, "How did I end up here? Oh yeah, I forgot. Blight sent us into the thing. You know, just like they <laughs> recap like what why they're where they are. To like be... I wish that they did that with Jarrell because I had no idea oh, what's yeah. happening. <laughs> for for that, uh, for every evil blight was a bunch of it was a crossover event between like, yeah. the Phantom Stranger book, Justice League Dark, Swamp Thing, uh, probably another. Oh, yeah. Constantine, the Constantine book that was all during the early bit of the New Fifty Two. 
Yeah, but I mean, the Man of Steel. I guess you're just expect. It's expected that you've been keeping up with Superman comics, but I haven't for the last like year, or so I don't know what was happening. But mm-hmm. um, anyway, that's, that's okay. it, I'm enjoying it still because uh, there's like a a string of like behind all that. There's all these different plots going on. Like behind all this, there's like a string of arson fires going on in Metropolis, and uh, no one knows who's starting them. And then there's also from that DC Nation uh, where you see like there's the new Daily Planet uh, mm-hmm. reporter lady and she's but she's like possibly a bad guy I don't know yeah, uh, yeah and she's just kind of there um, she's yeah she's trying to do a hostile takeover of the Daily Planet so yeah like someone bought us out they keep saying and we don't know what's going on but so oh it I'm sure it'll wrap up okay and but it'll probably lead into the next thing like there's never an actual ending to these things uh, it's gonna lead so. into his action comics stuff that yeah. he's gonna continue doing he's gonna be on superman for a while yeah but yeah i like i i don't know him super well um from marvel stuff i just know just knowing that that's where he came mm-hmm. from i can i get that same kind of more down to earth feeling to the story than a, than a usual yeah. DC story. Like they're usually a lot more like there's a giant crab a- alien attacking the earth. <laughs> it's the size of the planet. And this is a lot more like uh, even though it is him punching a big guy, it's there's a lot more like personal stakes, I guess. So. Yeah, yeah. Have you read Batman number fifty yet? The wedding issue. No, I haven't no. either, but. <laughs> I felt like we should at least bring it up just because it was a big thing that happened. Yeah, um, Batman, get, I think, gets married. I think, although... <laughs> but he might not. <laughs> he might not. I, I tried to avoid spoilers. DC spoiled it about four days before the issue's release, which a lot of people oh. were upset about. Um, a lot of uh, comic shops were mad because some readers uh, canceled their orders. I think they... Sp- uh, it, it's just a really interesting thing. It's like, of course, DC puts out previews in advance, but it's like yeah. they straight up had a USA Today article that just like spoiled the ending of the issue. And <laughs> the title of the article, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so it was uh, too bad that they did that. Um, and then Tom yeah. King, the writer on the series, was really defensive about it. He, he's he been very vocal that he has a 100-issue plan for the Rebirth Batman series that he's been doing. And yeah. um, this is issue 50. So the story is only halfway there. There's much more. It's just a chapter in this uh, ongoing. I, I think he he's mentioned that the entire series is ultimately going to be about Batman and Catwoman's sort of relationship and the ups and downs that come with that. And so um, okay. he's been planting these seeds for a while. It'll just keep on evolving over the next 50 issues. I mean, I, I guess thinking about that, Batman stories are usually more personal. Um mm-hmm. But the, I mean, we still get stuff like Monster Men and whatever. It's yeah. just a bunch of well, I did read Batman number 49, the issue before the wedding one. So, And that one was super personal. But it was a conflict between Catwoman and the Joker. The two of them are fighting mm. in this like abandoned building. It's like a dilapidated church or something. And they end up like getting caught in this rubble and just like stuck there for an hour or two. And so the two of them just kind of have a heart-to-heart chat about the wedding (laughs) joker's asking her about her dress and just like they're almost like catching up like old friends and um Mm -hmm. the title of it's the best man almost like the joker would was expecting to to get that but he like (laughs) keeps trying to build up to like he's still trying to kill catwoman in between these sort of friendly uh (laughs) you know pieces of dialogue so it was a really interesting issue that's cool yeah i'm uh 
I'm not caught up on a lot of stuff. <laughs> I keep uh, like I'm tr right now. I'm just I'm kind of trying to focus on like event stories that come out. So like the Man of Steel stuff, the No Justice stuff, and the, mm -hmm. I mean I'm reading uh, Justice League because it's it's Justice League and it has the you know animated lineup and stuff. I want to read that. Yeah. And it's pretty good so and it, far. And it like spills out of the Dark Knight's Metal series that you were yeah. reading. It's like the exact yeah. same. the The plot continues there. So. Yeah, I'm just kind of like Scott Snyder. Anytime that you go back to read comics, you don't usually you you wind up picking out the like chunks that are like, oh, this was the really good story from that era yeah, of whatever. True. And so I I keep like, you know, I I think about uh, if I if I'm you know reading an, a series issue by issue, it's probably a a pretty like not so nice to the creators of it way to do it. <laughs> but if I'm reading a, a comic series issue by issue, I've, I have a, always have a slight thing in the back of my head of like, uh, is this a waste of my time and money to be reading? Like, or should I just wait until, uh, you know, like, cause like there were, there was like five or six issues of the Superman comic a year or two ago after the rebirth started where like he and Jonathan go to like dinosaur Island or whatever the hell the, and, that had nothing to do with anything else that was going on at the time. Uh, and I'm sure that it does not play into any future thing. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, you got to read Superman number whatever, <laughs> where they go to dinosaur Island that then you'll understand when, uh, you know, Megan <laughs> attacks again <laughs> or whatever. I so, think, like, I think Bendis is doing a similar thing. I think he's going to be exploring a lot of corners of the DC universe in his yeah. run, which should be a lot of fun. Um, but you might be right. Like it might just, I mean, like it's my opinion about that. It's like it's not that it. Oh, this story isn't gonna matter. Um, I I really like Grant Morrison's approach where it all matters and it all happens in some capacity. Mm -hmm. and right. Really, it's it's all about the reader's enjoyment of the series, even if it's like inconsequential or like a just I don't know one-off story. It's like I've had moments in my life where I'll follow certain characters for a while and be like, oh, I just really like the Flash. I'm reading the Flash yeah, yeah. book, no matter who's working on it. I'm it's just really into the flash. Yeah. And then nowadays I more follow writers and artists who, who I like. And so it's like, it doesn't matter what they're working on. I'll be like, Oh, I, I like their work. I'm going to check it out. Um, so there's a mix. There's still like every now and then there might be a new character who I'm like, I like that character. I'm going to try out that book and, um, and I'll try it out. And if I don't like it, I'll stop reading it. But it took me a really long time to get to the point where I used to be a completionist, you know? It's like, well, I got issue yeah. one. I got to get, if it's a miniseries, I got to get two, three, four, five, six now, you know? <laughs> I got to get the right. whole thing. I mean, yeah, back behind me, I have binders full of just all the rebirth <laughs> stuff that I was getting. Yeah. Uh, which I'm glad I have because I, I, in the back of my head, I had kind of like a, someday my son will read these kind of a thing. <laughs> but like, Maybe. uh, never know and yeah i mean i didn't want to miss out on part of it you know like have it be important later that's the problem with it that's and that's how they get you i guess <laughs> it's like that's why i don't didn't get i didn't see or read the the mr oz reveal because i was too busy trying to catch up on you know wonder woman fights cheetah in a ma magical forest uh <laughs> and that doesn't mean it that doesn't have anything to do with anything it, but, yeah uh, i mean it yeah it's like definitely the event ones are the ones that get referenced much more often later. Yeah. But it's really, you know, read what you want to read. Read the yeah. characters you enjoy. 
doesn't matter. That's a good way to wrap up comic relief. Read what you want to read. <laughs> That'll be the new song. Read what you want to read. What's a uh, What's a uh, uh, that's like an actual song the the reading rainbow. Free to read what I want any old time. Um, all right, well, I'm done. I don't think there's any people that sent us uh, mail this week. Boo on you. Send us things so we can talk about them. Um, but I'll just, you know, I digress. I, thought, um, I think there was somebody who um, <clears throat> commented with an idea for the Untitled Mail segment on a recent video. They did? Yeah, I forget. Well, let me look through the thousands of comments on recent videos and I'll find... Uh, <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> it was probably the last podcast. Podcast, podcast. What is a podcast? Batman Beyond Fan Theories. Uh, if you're listening to this, uh, I apologize as we're trying to find a thing that may or may not exist. Oh, it exists. Um, <laughs> oh, you think so? <laughs> yeah, give me, give me just a second. <clears throat> oh, here we go. Uh Project. It's also a verb. Try it sometimes. Oh, no, wait. That's not the right one. Um, <laughs> wow. Record your video with higher volume. Oh, wait. No, that's not the right one. Um, <laughs> I want to be a 12th level intellect, says GS, G Smooth 84. Well, uh, okay. Maybe, maybe we don't have we all We all want to be, but... Some of us aren't. <laughs> okay. Well, then. Um, I don't know. I don't see this. I don't think it's there. It doesn't exist. Um, I, I got a question for you, James. You do. What is your favorite episode of Batman Beyond? Um, hmm. Is it, you, just, you just decided to ask me this? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you already have one in mind that you like a no. lot? No. No. God damn. But I'll pick one. Uh, I'll pick one on the spot. I thought you. I thought you said I like them all. Like that's a very. Like, <laughs> Actually, the, the entire series Cop is out. horrible. <laughs> I mean, I I really like Rebirth, um, just because it's easy. pretty dark and. Uh, but it's. Uh, I I guess I like the first season the most mm -hmm. um, out of any season, just because it's a lot, like darker and more um and and i mean that in thematically and visually like yeah until really they yeah before they started doing it digitally colored it works a lot better for that universe i think it's like mm -hmm. grittier and what's uh, the one like, about the uh skeleton guy who's killed in a like a by a bulldozer and left in the oh hole? yeah earth mover earth yeah. mover that's great that's that's my pick yeah, but see, they it's wouldn't creepy. have done that in like brightly colored digital Batman Beyond no. in season three or whatever. I also really like Disappearing Ink because Ink <clears> is <throat> mm -hmm. pretty cool. We have a little theory about Ink. Have we talked about that before on the podcast? Uh, the, the Imperium thing? Yeah. Do you think maybe... Well, I think that's Maddie's theory. It's <laughs> so Maddie's you theory. Maddie for that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good theory. Maybe Ink, yeah. Ink from Batman Beyond was spliced with some Imperium. Uh, I think it was like, yeah, created by... Yeah, and the Imperium uh, are those little uh, aliens from the Justice League. Uh, <coughs> excuse Legends. me, Ted. Uh, the Imperium is their leader. So, what do you call the little uh, soldier dudes? They have no name. What do they're you? Just, what do you want to call them? White Martians. Uh, they're the alien invaders, according to Cartoon Network. Okay, well, you heard it here first. The alien invaders. Ink was spice of the alien invaders. That's uh -huh. the, the, real the alien invaders. The only. Uh, 
invading aliens work for in the, the entire Imperium. DCAU. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they they like him okay. He's uh, he's their dad or something. Um, <laughs> a little t- tentacly dad. <laughs> Papa. Um but yeah, uh yeah, something about like uh the 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 aliens were probably or they left a bunch of those like weird ass uh p- like people pod people, people pods. Pod, pod people. People podcast pod people, people pods. Yeah. The podcast people's pods uh around in like random uh uh, laboratories and stuff or recording <laughs> so studios as we call yeah, them <laughs> right <laughs> this is we're in a laboratory uh, <laughs> we are brainiacs um but there's yeah like i'm sh- maybe like the government went around to clean that up or like cadmusy kind of people went to clean argus. That up. argus yeah there you go because apparently they exist <laughs> in batman versus uh, harley quinn and uh, harley quinn not versus that's the... batman versus harley <laughs> quinn that would have been better uh <laughs> batman v harley quinn i like to s- but, every movie that has an and in it i like to switch with the verses so have you yeah. seen ant-man versus the wasp yet? <laughs> batman and superman <laughs> <laughs> that, that would uh make some better movies probably yep um but anyway i actually haven't seen ant-man versus the wasp yet <laughs> me neither uh, maybe next time we can talk about it I'm trying to think of other movies that have ands. Uh, I'm sure there's hundreds, but I can't think of a single one right now. I'm on the spot. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking too. Batman versus Robin. Boy, but that's also a movie. <laughs> Indiana Jones versus the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> like he picked that one out of it. <laughs> Indiana Jones versus the versus Temple, the of, Temple Doom. of Doom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what does he just punch the lava until it gives up yes where's my family <laughs> i brought it back uh whoever it was that said i say the harrison ford where's my family too much uh what were we talking about about and beyond uh ink yeah ink maybe uh, uh, there's no conclusion of that it's just that she looks she's all goopy she's got like a big circle where her head should be it's all the same kind of stuff mm-hmm. um but the alien invaders uh were based on i can't remember the guy's name but there's like a specific artist um who did a lot of really did he uh work on batman versus robin adventures the uh, dcau time no batman versus robin okay <laughs> did he i don't think so i don't know i'm still uh, on my and versus thing so <laughs> Batman, yeah, Batman versus Robin Adventures. It's bat. It's not Batman versus Robin Adventures. It's Robin Adventures and Batman fighting each other. Um, Batman Adventures versus Robin Adventures. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) this is uh, in like the Chris O'Donnell Robin universe where he's. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have my own adventures. But it's the animated version, like the bed sheets and the uh, coloring books that we've seen. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Batman, you know what we're Batman and Robin. You know Avengers. what we're talking yeah. about. I do. Yeah. And so do you, Ted. And so do you. Insert De- name viewer. here. Uh, viewer of audio and a picture. Um, so we're going off uh, the rails quite a lot <laughs> in this little last minute conversation. Uh, I'm going to let's we should end the podcast. <laughs> We're off the rails so, like the Indiana Jones versus the Temple of Doom minecart. <laughs> we sure are. Oh, Mr. Jones, look out. 
Uh, that was my best. Uh, what's his name impression? That's, Little that Asian was, kid. Okay. What's his name? I don't know. Sorry, anyone that knows it. Um, well, he was a thanks goonie. for listening, everybody. <laughs> yeah. uh, we don't have a mail segment today, as we talked about, but I do want to make sure that everyone knows that the person that writes the little theme you hear at the start of this and the Watchtower videos and everything is Adam Mullen. Yeah, he's a, he's a cool guy. He's at musica-atomica.com. Uh, he is very... Uh, uh, prompt, very, what, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Timely? Quick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with like, hey, we need a thing. Like he's been asking me for the last couple of weeks, like, you're going to need that uh, Legacies number five promo like music pretty soon? Because on the calendar, it says that the issue comes out next week. And then I have to keep going, oh, yeah, I'm, uh, <clears throat> that's not going to happen. <laughs> so, uh, but in speaking of that, I am working on that again now. So keep, uh, keep the lookout. You've, you know, you just launched a Legacies DCAU Instagram account. Uh, we did. Yeah. I was going to get to that, but I'll oh. say, just say it now. We, we changed up the Patreon for finally. Uh, it's now Watchtower Database, not JTS Entertainment. It's the exact same thing uh, in terms of like where the money goes. Uh, but it's, uh, we have, uh, updated rewards and we're now at slash DCAU watchtower, not slash JTS entertainment. So I've gone through and changed them all on the videos. It took like an hour cause there's a hundred something, 123 videos now or something. Wow. Uh, but, um, uh, yeah, so that's Patreon, patreon.com slash DCAU watchtower. That's our Patreon. You can, uh, check out the cool rewards we got there. We updated some of them to include like, uh, we're going to start doing, <clears throat> um, a voting system on Patreon. Uh, so if you're a patron uh, at, I think it's the $3 level uh, or higher, um, you can, uh, we're going to put little polls of like, hey, here's some ideas for the next Sunday video, and you can vote on uh, what you'd like to see, and we'll do that once a month. Um, there's also um, a handful, let me just, let me, you know, go to the thing so that you can actually, I can actually accurately tell you the new stuff. Um, rewards let's see uh we also got uh if you're just a patron in general says one dollar or higher uh you get day early access to all the videos and podcast episodes and webcomic issues um we're also automatically entered into our merch giveaways that's like hats and shirts and posters and things we're starting up a store pretty soon it's not quite ready but pretty cool it exists to us yeah we got um various memes from the channel and logos from the shows and things like that um and at the end of every vanishing point episode we'll display your name we've been doing that for a couple of weeks already uh <clears throat> including the one that just came out uh then at the five dollar level uh there's uh we're going to be doing a once a month uh video chat uh, with anybody at that level or higher um and that's uh you know me and ted and potentially it, it'll always be me it'll <laughs> i assume it'll be ted most of the time sometimes it might be maddie i'll join um, you i'll chat yeah for uh you know maybe like half an hour 45 minutes or something like that of uh talking to us you ask us questions get to know us whatever you want um you also get access to our lens posts lens is a thing on the patreon app uh it's like kind of like a snapchat story or instagram story um it's just a little video that i'll be posting once a week of uh, whatever we're working on a video web comic that kind of thing um at the $15 level or higher uh, that we get 
you get access to our private Instagram that Ted brought up. It's uh, there's not nudes there, sorry, uh, but it's Legacies sneak peeks. Uh, so anything that I'm currently or we're currently working on with Legacies, like a you know a panel I just drew or a part of the script or a little sneak at the promo video or things like that, uh, we'll be posting on there and occasionally on the Patreon page as well. And we will also uh, at that level. Every time that a Legacies issue comes out, we're going to uh, email you or send to you digitally uh, the start-to-finish process of the latest issue. So that's like the script, uh, pencils, inks, and final colors. Um, so you can see you know, the whole entire process and how we get to uh, what you see on the final comic. Uh, then at the $30 cool. level, yeah, I, I, I like looking at that stuff even, <laughs> and I see it the whole time. <laughs> uh, at the $30 level or higher, you get a... Every this is all every level of this is also includes all the previous level stuff. So it's not just what you hear here; it's what you That's hear true. and then plus everything else. So the thirty dollar level or higher is uh, we'll create a one time custom piece of art for you. Um, we did I did one already for our guy Trey, who's was our current uh, only thirty dollar patron. Um, but he uh, he wanted the Flash family drawn in DCAU style, so I did that for him. Um, Barry, Wally, Impulse, and Jay was what I did on there. Um, so that's like, you know, it's unique. I draw it exactly for you. Um, so, you know, if you request a weird thing, we might have to discuss it. <laughs> but for the most part, you can you can feel like, oh, you know, that's a pretty cheap uh, piece of art. And James has <laughs> a pretty bucks. good weird level. So I'd, you probably aren't going to, like, go past the, the weird boundary there. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Re- I did get a, a request for, uh, I probably shouldn't mention it publicly. <laughs> On DeviantArt, don't, someone messaged me don't, asking don't for, mention it. for uh, Leave it a, a mystery. Thing. I don't want to know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if you don't. And then our last <laughs> tier is the $50 level or higher. Um, there's only 20 of those. It's a limited level, so you got to get in there quick. Um, but it's every Sunday video. We're going to read your name out loud, and thank you. Uh, and then you can also uh, have the chance to have your likeness, so yourself, you, your face, appear uh, in an issue of Legacies eventually. Um, so that's like, you know, maybe someone running away in a crowd, like good old Matthew Manning. Or a, or a uh, watchtower uh, worker, like yeah, me, me and like James me and, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you'll also get, uh, occasionally we're going to do like a one-on-one video chat, so it's just you and us. Um, and then there's also the, f- the first, uh, month of this, you, uh, there's free, free merch. So we're going to, you can tell us one item from the store that we're going to put up and we will just send it to you. So that's, and then that obviously includes all the previous stuff. So the higher the level, the more stuff you get. Um, but there that's, what do you think, Ted? Does it sound like some cool stuff? That sounds that real cool, James. Like? Yeah. I want, I want to shout I, suddenly. I still don't have any swag. No one ever yeah, gives me anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah adam adam asked like uh, can i be put in the comic <laughs> and i was like are you at the 30 dollar level boy <laughs> but my, then he was like uh, my i was comic just kidding book steampunk eddie just got printed and i only yeah, got two did. copies and I, oh. I can't find them in the stores that they're supposed to be at so that's, that's <laughs> oh, okay. my own problem is that a positive thing maybe they already got saying, nobody out. ever gives me anything <laughs> well i mean maybe they already bought all the comics that's so what that's i'm hoping you can't find them yeah i don't think they ever got delivered but anyway, that's a Patreon if you're interested. Uh, check it out. Um, we also have, uh, let's see, we're on social media at DCAU Watchtower. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also uh, contact us at info at watchtowerdatabase.com if you want to send us a mail for our Untitled Mail segment. 
I'm kind of thinking of just keeping it untitled male segment because I like saying that, and it's a kind of a when when Deadpool two uh, was. It just like on imdb when they didn't know what the title was going to be it was just called untitled deadpool sequel mm-hmm. in like brackets well that's and what they I... call every unannounced sequel <laughs> movie well i wish that they had kept it untitled <laughs> deadpool sequel i wish they, that was just the name of the movie deadpool 2 um, is a pretty good title though yeah <laughs> i suppose <laughs> so uh yeah podcast is out every other monday uh on itunes and youtube and we also have videos out Sunday, Thursday, Monday, Tuesday, in that order over and over again on the Watchtower Database YouTube channel, which currently is youtube.com slash Watchtower Database, but I just deleted that uh, URL, but I have to wait a couple days before I can update it to the new one, so hopefully it'll be youtube.com slash DCAU Watchtower, so that everything is DCAU Watchtower forever, the end. Um, but, you know, I might have to update on that not having happened correctly but we'll see uh and that's it subscribe uh thanks for listening again and we love you and we'll see you in a couple weeks i stole maddie's ending i'm sorry maddie (laughs) sorry maddie all right if anyone wants to marry maddie uh make sure you comment on the latest vanishing point he's been he's been looking for someone to to elope with um we'll see what happens Uh, i hope his girlfriend's (laughs) okay with that but not right yeah, no one wants to hear about his girlfriend. Ted. It's no one. Everyone, everyone's so mad when you mention that. Sorry, Don't sissy. Don't talk about that. Okay, well, thank, thanks everybody. We'll see you later. Goodbye. I love you. Bye. We're getting eloped. <laughs>